Alright man, welcome to the 290 More Podcast I appreciate your time, if you could Introduce yourself to my viewers and listeners uh, It's your boy Remy from the land, Joe From out west Chicago uh, Feisty video out right now Also go check out that Blue Dream Let's get it Okay, okay, let's let's start from the top Let's Well, not from the quiet top, but let's start with the name How, how you come come with that? Oh, um Like, Remy from the land, like real simple You feel me? Like, like I said, I'm from out west and like throughout my like childhood, I used to like fake move back and forth. Like I'd be like a year on a y'all come back, you know. And then everybody be like, "Yeah, man, it's like you be around everywhere." I say, "Cause you know I'm international or whatever." But you know when you leave Chicago and everybody else from Chicago, you know we call it the crib, the land. You feel me? Like all that good stuff. So like at first, when I used to say Remy from the land, like a lot of folks used to think I was talking about Cleveland, but like everybody from Chicago like really be knowing what's up and like that'd be fake be enough for me you feel me so that's how i like kind of stuck i used to go by like remy just remy remy vsop like you feel me i ain't like the ring to it you feel me like because it ain't the liquor you feel me like i'm remy so i gotta be distinctive amongst remy okay okay what was your what was your experiences like growing up out west um to be honest with you bro i i, I had a blast i ain't gonna lie to you like all my people's is like older or whatever and um I went to I went to Delano and Piccolo, so I used to be like on both sides of the Ave or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it, it just used to be a blast. I used to sneak with the old heads to the circle. Uh, like a lot of my homies used to play basketball AAU. So you feel you know you got the Golden Dome, you got boxing. You feel me? Um, some of the best parties that people would never hear about or see. And, and you know I just I just like the culture out west, like like what it really started from, opposed to like where we at right now type of thing. Okay, and, and growing up, what was your aspirations? Did you always want to be some kind of star? Did you want to be a doctor, lawyer, hooper? What, what was your aspirations growing up? I uh, know, whole time, um, like I always did music, you know, like everybody else who ever did music, but like I, I wanted to be like a philanthropist or something, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to be like, you know, rich as hell and just travel the world and go help people. Like I ain't really want no job. Like, was you calling it for philanthropist at that time? Like, how did, what was your, where did you, where did you get that thought from? What was it? So, like, I used to like shit on out west mm-hmm. or like shit on like Chicago as a whole because you feel me, I like see shit and I be like, man, bro, you look on TV, you see like all this other shit going on. You really wanna you really wanna go see what that's about. But then when I started like moving and I started to see like how slow everybody was compared to us and I started to notice like a lot of people wasn't really, you know, getting the kind of shit that we was getting, you feel me? Like we, we had impoverished neighborhoods, but you feel me? Like, we really had that whole, you know, like, village to go with it, you feel me? So, like, a lot of motherfuckers don't, don't got shit. They just mm-hmm. in a small-ass, hick-ass town, you feel me? Don't nobody give a fuck about them. Ain't nobody ever gonna care about their story, you feel me? Like, even when we was in tour with motherfuckers, we damn near family because we grew up with them niggas a block over, exactly. you feel me? So we ain't gonna let the <clears throat> niggas from out south come out west, you feel me, and think it's that, you feel me? Like, other people, they just... When they ain't got shit, they ain't got shit. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And I just feel like I get way more life being where I'm from opposed to like everybody else from sure. shit. So sure. yeah. Okay. So when when the music become, I'm pretty sure music's always been a part of your life. It's, it's a part of the culture, damn near, for a mm-hmm. lot of us. But when did it become so important in your life that you want to create it? Um, truth be told, like I, I cut I cut my very first record ever. Um, Iowa when I was 13 and I slapped that bitch on my MySpace page 
And like niggas was like real live talking about it cause it was fake like a diss record or whatever. And I was like, yeah, like niggas, niggas think they could fuck with me and anything else. Like they can't fuck with me on these words. So like at that point I realized like that was my superpower. So like, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna keep doing this. And uh, when I made it back to Chicago, you feel me? My homie, he used to, um, shout out Woo Beats, um, Woo Inspired. He used to um, record us in his closet, the crib of our audacity. We've been through mm-hmm. 101 flea market mics. Mm-hmm. Um, bro was like making the beats off a fucking PC in his OG front room. So I'm like, yeah, man, I'm seeing people who I always looked up to. Like we seeing the Drakes and shit freshly coming out. And I'm like, man, I want to be like them niggas. And it's like, shit, I just kept going. You feel me? From, from 13, 14. Um, shit, I, I spent a lot of time, probably like 15, 16, 17, running around like half of these open mics probably weren't even supposed to be up in here, but like, we in here, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, like, that's when I knew, like, I wanted to do it. Like, that's like, I, I gotta keep doing it, you know what I'm saying? Stick to it because people gravitated to that shit. Okay. You feel well, me? What was that? What was it like making that first song with 13? Was you in the closet too, on the Audacity, or, or oh. getting to a studio? How did that, how did that come about? Um, so, like, one of my best friends in middle school, you feel me? Because I thought it was, like, actual middle school and mm-hmm. shit. And, um, like, I used to just be rapping in lunchrooms and shit, and people used to just talk to me like I'm, like, the hottest shit smoking. Like, man, you got you to gotta check my boy out. So one day, my, my homie, he take me um to his crib. His uncle had just came out there with, like, full setup. I'm talking about boards. Um, turntables and shit like that. Uh, and at the time, my brother and them was still um, doing the audacity shit. That's how I like learned about it. But like this cat had like a full analog setup. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I think he had like a, a Pro Tools or a Mixcraft or some shit like that. But like he just had everything analog right there. Say, man, y'all can spit. You feel me? I got this hook. Let's hear how you go. You feel me? And I come on that bitch like I'm killing the heaven, like I'm 007 or some shit like that. And I was like, yeah, this this hard. I, I burned a bunch of CDs, you feel me? Passed them around the project. They was fucking with it. With that, with that one song on it? Yeah, just the one song on the CD. That one song on the CD. You gotta, you gotta put that one on the plaque, bro. Yeah. Put that yeah, one. I, no, it's crazy. I, I had it, and then I seen it. It had like a little chip on it, you feel mm-hmm. me? I got mad. I threw that bitch. <laughs> Man, the, the final one. But like, me knowing what I know now, I'm like, shit, I just want the file. Like, right. where the file at? Right. It's somewhere. True, true. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But, Okay, so what point what point do you take the the step from, you know what I'm saying, just in the crib, homemade music to getting in the studio, working with an engineer and producer? When did that change happen? When did it change when you start getting money or um somebody introduced you to it? To be honest with you, um like my actual turning point with it, for real, I think it had to be like oh nine. Matter of fact, Shout out to my boy, um, Jay Daniels. Um, he just came through here and did, you know, he he worked with the shorties or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Me and him actually did, like, one of my first songs, like, in Chicago because that whole eighth grade, I wasn't really, like, making music. You talking like about Johnny that. Daniels? Johnny Daniels. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Me and him, um, just shout out my boy. We, we played football together. We... I actually cut my very first record that got me back into it mm-hmm. with me and him. I think we did, um... The Drake City is mine. See, I got to get on his ass. He slid, yeah. he slid through here while, while talking about no music. <laughs> I know, but see, that's the thing about him, bro. Like, one thing about, bro, and, and that's why I say I, I love out west, you feel me? Because, like, we was in Michelle Clark, and 
everybody tried to get bro to hoop so bad, like everybody trying to get him to hoop, 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 mm-hmm. hoop, hoop. You feel? Matter of fact, I think he was trying to hoop, but one day when the coaches grabbed him, they they put him on the football team with me, and like, you feel me? After that, you feel me? And bro used to be in the locker room just rapping, just mm-hmm. you feel me? Like that that was my boy. So you feel me? Like life got a way of you feel me? Like taking us to where we supposed to be. When you walk in your truth, it's like that because it, like what he doing, I would have loved to do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So- but. We, we got to understand, like, all right, we got different gifts, we different people, we got different paths, mm-hmm. you know, but, like, shit, music, music was what brought us together early on, so, like, like that was dope. I was dope to see him um, actually doing his thing on that, so shout out Johnny. Um, but, yeah, that was my first real record, so when he got me back into that, um, I'm just doing it, like, 09, that was like that, I got me a little record, 2010, my homies. They starting to perform at, you know, like the little local hole in the walls or whatever. And then um, I ended up doing, I was just at the studio one day. I ended up doing a um, remix to that Rap City, that mm-hmm. Tiger. Um, it was me and Kago Leak and one of my other boys, Vitae. So I was like, man, like Kago Leak got a little, you feel me? Uh-huh. Little, little name behind him at the time. So I'm like, sure, I want to I wanna kick it with Lord now. I want to see what they got going on. So like I did that record one. That was the, that was the only record I ever did with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that got me into the like motivated. Yeah, like because at this time, bro, like I'm saying, I'm like 13, 14, 15. I'm still trying to I'm the rapper. Like one time the, the funniest memory I ever have, um, I was out west at one of these parties and you know, everybody used to dance, footwork or whatever. And like, man, I'm outside just rapping. Just rapping. He says, this, this, this little thing over here rapping, like, don't nobody rap no more. I was like, shit, I do. You feel me? Like I want to say four odd years later, we got salsa, and now everybody rap again. So it's mm-hmm. like, you, you you really gotta just stick to what your passion is, bro. Because at that time, it was so many times like, man, you see all these big artists, and like we ain't, we ain't getting none of that at the crib. We ain't mm-hmm. getting all that. Like the last artist we had was Twister. You feel me? So like to see all the artists that we do got out the crib right now, I, I take my hat off to that. Not because you feel me, it's possible, but. These motherfuckers really putting on for like the real culture and they they talking about our generation. You feel yeah. like I respect that so much because growing up we ain't see that. We ain't had that. You feel me? Like people's real life getting ridiculed for rapping and wanting to watch anime and shit like mm-hmm. that. Like so like shit, people get to be themselves. That's yeah. that's what I'm rocking with. But uh yeah, that's what just kept me with the music, bro, because it's really like a life path thing. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like I used to think like I should have been on as a teenager, but like in between that, like like you said, how did I get into like the producers and engineers and type of things? Um, I get through like my whole high school saga and, and, and shit really ain't shaking. And I'm going back and forth, still moving in and out, you know, Chicago, but I'm still in these studios and I'm making these half-ass ass records. Um, it was heat, but you feel me like, I'm shitting on the old me these days, so I can't even, just just try to like act like it was the hottest shit. Like I need to work. What was your mindset at the time? Was you focused on on creating projects and, and making shit last? Or was it just dropping singles just because I enjoy going to the studio and being a, a rapper? And see, see, that's the thing. And I, I want to talk to like all artists right now. I was a hobbyist. I was a person who liked to rap. I was a person that was known to rap. That made me think, you feel me, as long as I'm going to the studio, cutting this record, putting it on Facebook, throwing it on YouTube, that you feel me, all these 5,000 people on my page is finna gravitate to it and eat. But that ain't really how I go because really I thought that's what I had to do. Right. You feel me? And eventually one day they gonna take take one of these songs and it's, 
but really that's when you get to realize and um like what i know now and when i like i said like getting into the studio you got to do more because uh i just want to fast forward because i feel like this has been a real long journey um i ended up going to you know a place to shut down it was called the chocolate factory um where i met my boy trippy from the crib and you know trippy was my first real engineer mm-hmm. he's my first real producer and you know, um, eventually I started interning from because I, I don't know if you know I started. I'm, I'm an engineer, you know, artist engineer. Yeah. So I also I, I um, on your Instagram. Yeah, I've been been doing a lot of. I mixed a lot of records from a lot of people's favorite artists. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's what got me deep into it. You feel me? Because Trippy, um, I was probably his client for about like three, four years. Three, mm-hmm. four years, like just back and forth, me, my homies. You feel me? A friend of a friend. It's like, oh, you fuck with Trippy? Yeah, I fuck with Trippy too. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I appreciate, you know, everything brother did for me because he, he took a liking to me. And literally, me being his intern, I learned so much about music, the music business, you know, how to approach your music, you know, music theory, the sonic of it all. You feel me? Like, I almost accredited my sound to him, you know what I'm saying? Because that's what helped me, you feel me, develop as an artist and develop my sound. And, like, that's the Remy that everybody hearing right now. So, you feel me? That was made in, you know, Trippy Wave. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and just since you've been doing this since 13 and with everything you know now, what's your creative process like now? And how has, how has it evolved from, you know what I'm saying, from not taking it serious, being a hobbyist to, to where you were now? Yeah. Um, like my mind state, it really be like, you feel me, like kill mode. Because when it comes to the creative process, I believe in making that shit organic. Like, keep it real. Like, don't be going up in that line of yourself, you feel me, writing a bunch of shit that ain't real. Don't go up in there thinking you finna make a hit at a time, you feel me? Just let it flow. Because, like, some of my best shit, I'm, I'm laying on my homie couch and it's like, damn, I gotta get this down right now. I gotta get this down. And then when I go lay it, it's like bonkers. You feel me? So, like, I don't ever think that, man, I got to go up in the studio with 40 blunts, 10 bottles, some bitches, and all the guys because I make all my best shit by myself. So, it's like, you got to be able to do both because I can work in an environment with people. But, like, the process, make that shit real, bro. Like, Mm -hmm. you got to let that shit flow. And that's why I rocks with the producers hard because producers lay the foundation for for the song. You know what I'm saying? They get get you in the mood. You hear hear the beat the first three to five seconds. You like, shit. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I gravitate to. You feel me? Like whatever foundation the producer laid down um, and really just staying true. You mm-hmm. feel me? Organic because it's the thing about music. When people hear you, they're going to see you. And if they see you and if they're not seeing what they're hearing, they're not going to believe. For sure. So it's like that's the thing with people with music. You know what I'm saying? Like you really touching people. You got to make people feel you. And if they don't believe you, ain't nobody gonna feel you. That's why that shit gotta be real. For sure. Um, so, and just with you, you speaking, speaking on that right there, and, and working closely with your producer. Um, when you creating, do you have to hit a music and, and, and start creating to it? Are you writing first and then putting words to the to the finding the music for the words, or or what's that like? Like to be honest with you, my process like. Like sometimes I'm I'm recording and mixing my own music, but I'm in the studio, I'm at the crib. So sometimes, like if I hear a beat that I love, I'm like, man, I'm gonna take my time with this. I'm gonna sit there and write it. But like even some of the best shit, it come off more like, all right, I'm hearing the beat, I'm doing it by myself. It's like in and out. 
in and out, in and out. Um, I think Wayne used to do that shit mm-hmm. a little bit. But, like, it keep you on your toes because it's a plethora of things that you can say. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to just sit there and say whatever rhyme. All right. Like, um... Gotta make it make sense. Yeah, that's the worst thing, bro. I, I, I hate that, like, rap now, it lacks subject matter. You know what I'm saying? It's talking about situations like that. Some of these mugs cold. They they yeah. they laying it down. They, they, so. You can pick up what they laying down. But with the process, you just really got to, you know, write what feel right. When when I get the right beat, I'm writing it. Mm. But, like, I love going in the studio. And it's like, all right, let me, let me see what's coming to me. Sometimes I put, like, a 15 to 30-minute limit on myself. I can't be sitting up in here on the same beat. And it ain't even, you feel me? We can close this, come back to it. Mm. But, um... The process definitely, like, it changes per beat, and it changes, you know, in the setting, bro, because all I do is write music. I write music for other people. I write music for myself. I write music for, for like, screenplays and scripts and stuff. I also do reality TV. Oh, yeah? Uh, shout out Royal K Network. Uh, I've been working with them. Um, we also shot Baddies of Las Vegas season one, just season one. Um, so it's, it's a lot of stuff going on out here, you feel me? Like, a lot of people be talking about their influences, like, I want to be like Quincy. Quincy, Quincy was on everything. Mm-hmm. He was on your hottest record that was Diamond. He was on Fresh Prince. He was on motherfucking Austin Powers. Like you, you want to be able to like have that work that's just so wicked. It's like, yeah, dude, on everything. Right. You ain't even got to know I'm on everything. Welcome, Ed yeah, well. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and honestly, that was my thing um, in Chicago. Like the last couple of years, because I said like around like 2018. Uh, I came back like on this rap shit because I was like falling back like for real you know life was getting in the way like 2018 I dropped a video I think I did like 10k you know what I'm saying and that's when I felt it again it's like this this the dude I want to be you feel me and like me stepping back to be an engineer and everybody thinking I'm producing I'm making beats when literally I'm just trying to you know be a master at this a master at sound right. uh, I even went to school for it for a little bit yeah. like everybody thinking like man uh, what, what you gave up rapping what you you sitting in the back you the producer dude and then all the artists that I'm working with you know they'll be up in there it's like man this sounds good y'all doing y'all thing up in here you feel me it took them a while for them to actually take to me too because I ain't know the shit mm-hmm. But when I actually started to learn and like do it and they started to take to me, they was like, man, bro, you call, you got a future in this, you feel me? And then I just, you know, from that 2018 video, I ain't drop another video to like, I want to say like 2020 or something like that. And everybody's like, oh, you can rap? Where'd where that come from? And it's like, nah, bro, like this, this me. You can ask anybody. You can ask your cousin up the street that you ain't know that I knew. You can, he'll tell you like, nah, I really been doing that thing. But what it be like now, it be like, um... Like a complete form, for lack of better words. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? When you learn so much about music and the process of like actual music and not just, you feel me, writing some shit down and, and rapping, like that shit hit different, bro. Like you, it's different when you get in them studios, you feel me? I done been, I done been to all kind of writing camps for R&B artists, rap artists. Like it get real deep. A lot of people think them link ups just come from the studio, but like, right. nah, it come from what yeah. you know, who you get know. Get out here and network. You feel me? Get busy. So, like, that's why I, I approach music in that way because it's a lot of ways, bro. Like, it, it's YouTube. You can get signed. You can United Masters. You feel mm-hmm. me? You can you can make a song and put it on TikTok and, and do a million streams. Like, sure. it's ways. So, like, your song can be 
I seen a lot of songs. I, I go up and look them up after I hear them on 2K. They don't got a lot of views. Yeah. That's you know what I'm saying? That's that United Masters connection, too. You know what I'm saying? It helps, though. But that 2K soundtrack, this last one, that's, that's just dope. <laughs> hey, hey, no, nah, I ain't gonna lie. That last one, that 23, yeah. I, just, I just heard it like three days ago. That I'm like, dope. y'all snapping. Now, that 22 was hard, too, though. Yeah. That was hard. Like, actually, matter of fact, <clears> since like 2013, they've been fake doing their things since Jay Z did it. But, um, yeah, not, not to just. Just off that, it's just ways, bro. Like we we have to as artists approach music a little bit more, you know, intentional. Okay. Because people just be doing shit. We need to approach music a little bit more intentional. That's my mindset. I do shit with intention. For sure. Yeah. And still talking, staying on on the approach of everything. Who would you say you make music for? Do you are you are you just making what you like to hear? Is mm-hmm. it like I gotta have one for the club? I gotta have one for the females? You know what I'm saying? What's so? Um. I make music for 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 every situation because if once my catalog coming out, it's coming out real soon. I got two songs out right now, and one on like I say is like real West Coastish, but the mm-hmm. other one is more like just I don't know Chicago, Detroit, whatever. But like I make music, I call my genre music trunk music. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I make stuff that slams in the car, or such shit you can listen to parking lot pimping, or on the way to some shit, mm-hmm. or coming back for something. Um, I just say it's that because that that heavy percussion, and like I said, I'm from out west, I imagine when I when a lot of my songs or my mixtapes or albums or whatever you can play, you damn near need an eight dove in, open the doors in that bitch and just ride, because it's gonna sound like that, it's gonna feel like that, like. Somebody told me like he's like, bro, you sound like the the perfect blend of of gangster and fun. It's like I ain't trying to, you know, diss my ops, mm-hmm. my successes. You know what I'm saying? That does it. I ain't trying to be too, you feel me, certified lover boy too, you feel me? But I, I make a little something for everybody, but my bass drum, that's that that's that trunk music. You gonna know it's, it it sound like I wear. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I feel you on that. I got a couple twelves in the trunk, so I definitely yeah, need you know that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, man. Let's talk. Let's talk more about your style. You you mentioned uh, developing your style from from your homie that you was close with. Uh-huh. Uh, and what would you say you uh, got your style from? Um. You know, to be honest, my my style comes from. It's, it's, it's a combination of things. And I say, like, mostly, if I had to say, like, who my musical influences are, mm-hmm. um, I go for, like, you know, like a Wayne, um, Valet. Valet, one of my favorite artists. You feel me? He chop it up with me every time I see him. Um, like, 05 Jeezy. Yeah, for sure. You know, like, that was an era. Definitely Gucci. Um... It, it, it'll come from that, but also, like, the sauce and the swagger, you feel me? Because I feel like it's a certain sauce that come with the words, not just how it sounds. Mm-hmm. And that's all out west, you feel me? Um, shout out Fresh to Ghost, Tron World, Long Live My Boy. Um, like, I feel like it's a mix of that and just everybody we used to listen to, you know, like, coming up. Because, you know, out of nowhere, I'd be listening to some Gucci, then, you know, far left, I'd be listening to some Titty Boy before he was 2 chains. so it's like, right. it's a certain type of swagger that come with it, you feel me? Like, I feel like my shit fresh, like the sound. Mm-hmm. That's that definitely unique, you got your own, that's that's the main thing I love about especially upcoming artists, man. You got a sound that I ain't heard, you know what I'm saying, or you ain't sound like everybody else, that's gonna make you stand out off top, you know that what I'm saying? different, so. like. And honestly, being in the studio gives me that, though, because 
um, as an engineer, not to shit on nobody, but like, it'd be crazy to listen to like five NBA young boys. You feel me? Three Kane Louis. You feel me? Like, you you in this bitch all day like clockwork. Right. The dough swinging. You feel me? So like now I'm listening to. To, to eight side of babies right. after side of baby you right. know what I'm saying so it's like you want to have that balance like it's all good to take right. you feel me and have that influence from people but like how I say like my shit gonna sound out west like it gotta it gotta have that type of heart to it because mm-hmm. like I said they gonna feel it and they gonna know it, that's the difference you know what I'm saying um just, just niggas need to sound more original, bro. Music needs to be more man. fun. Yeah, like bro. literally be yourself, bro. Like even if um, like like what the, what the fuck the fat dude name from 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 Michigan? He said um, she says she can feel it in her stomach. Stop capping. Mm. I told that lying ass bitch my dick ain't that big. Mm. But fucking um, Pac Man, okay. Pac Man, yeah. So this is the thing why I love Pat Man when he came out. He got that all all Michigan rappers funny as hell. Right. I don't know if you peep, they funny as no, hell. No, I definitely believe them. But um, like that he he bro, I I ain't motherfucking. He just told everybody he ain't quit working at the the post office when he got his first hit. He waited till the the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth one. But right. you feel me? Like he know he's a, a fat motherfucker. He funny. He probably been streaming and that shit went up one day. Went into an avenue and he said, shit, I'm going to rap about real shit. You right. feel me? His off the block. The nigga popped out the pool with a donut. Like, that's entertaining. Kodak is so motherfucking prolific to me now yeah. because he Kodak he top five to me, man. He yak, But see, no. But been telling niggas this shit's like 2015. Like, dude, different. Yeah. You know what I'm I saying? I like his music selection, everything. You like, know the, and the beat selection, impeccable. You feel me? But that... It's original, you know what I'm saying? That's why you can talk to T.I. or whatever old nigga who finna try to talk to you because you know that you you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You not finna let nobody silence you and do all that shit, you right. feel me? You got to stand on something. Uh, like, I don't even listen to what young boy, you feel me? But I know what he's doing is, like, so him. Mm-hmm. Like, to be honest, I think dude, like, the the second coming of Chief Keith. to be honest yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah, I can see that. That type of influence is, mm-hmm. is mad real. Um... It's just crazy. That type of shit matters. You feel mm-hmm. me? The, the the sound, the image, and the influence, like that shit matters. Be honest with you, I got way more love when I moved to the West Coast. For sure. Because yeah. they, like, the people at the crib, they love me, but honestly, it's the thing, too. I feel like when you get your producers and your engineers or whatever, like, people expect them to be the studio guy or the or, or, or your, your cameraman to be the camera guy. Not realizing like shit, niggas, niggas have dreams and aspirations just like you. But um, I went out there on the music mission. You know what I'm saying? Like I still do what I do, but like it's just like a clean slate. Mm-hmm. And the, when they hear my shit, a lot of people think I'm from like the Bay Area or some shit like that. They think I'm from like Oakland, and I be telling them it's like, nah, I'm from Chicago. Like man, niggas from Chicago don't act like you, bro. Like I be in Chicago, people be thinking I'm from up north or whatever. Like. Right. Okay, so with you moving around to these different, from these different places, seeing these different things, does, does that also influence your music? Like you said, people sound like you from Oakland. Do you take that shit into account? Like, man, I know some shit from from right here that I'm mixed to some Chicago shit. Is that something? Oh, for shit show. Take into account for shit show because like shit, for lack of better words, like who want to be an uncultured swine, bro? Like you want to like 
I want to be in the Bay and say some Chicago shit and be like, damn, I ain't never heard that shit. Right. But like, they can they can jack what I'm saying. Right. You feel me when I'm saying something slap? Right. You feel me? So now they resonate with me because they know I speak their language. You feel me? Or like moving to different places, like I say, like a Minnesota or Iowa, bro. Like people will be out there and be trying to turn their gangsta up, and it's like, nigga, that ain't the place to go turn your gangsta up. Like right. they ain't got shit for time and space. Right. <laughs> like, like nigga, actually, you feel me? Get out there. You feel me? Hit a mountain. Listen to some different music. Like my 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 beat selection be so mad like that because it's like I how I'm feeling today. Like I I make a trap song and. What do Literally. you personally look for on a beat? When you personally, use, yeah, percussion. Okay, for sure. Percussion, um, like that. That it's something about like that trunk music. Like I, I want to make that. Is it just the bass and the kicks, or is it the snares, the hats? It's the, all the percussion. It's the, it's the, all that snares, hat, bass, kick. Not just the bass. I don't need it to vibrate low the whole time, but I need it to be impactful. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, one of my records, Prada. Like that shit just. I've been performing that song for a year and a half. You know, everybody waiting for it to drop. They think it's finna drop. I actually just shot a video for Prada, so just look out for that real soon. Um, but Prada, in the first fucking three seconds, soon as you hear it, Just like you like, said, that's in the first three seconds. And, and, and you, you, hear the, you hear the beat come on, and I go, yeah. Motherfuckers go crazy. Like, like no bullshit. This shit be crazy. Like, oh, shout out my boy DJ Mal High, because I was at um, Baseline. Like one of my last shows in Chicago, and uh, like that shit just touched everybody so bad. They they spent that bitch back. Mm-hmm. Like they spent that bitch back, and you know at the crib you don't, you don't get no running right. back. Right. You don't get none of that, and they fuck with the record so tough. Like people who got the record, like the DJs who got the record, I walk in there and play that shit. Like mm-hmm. it get like that. So like that's how I know. Like that's one of those records. And literally, I'm in Cali. I'm in I'm in Vegas. I'm in South Carolina. I'm in Atlanta. And the promoters who know me, they like perform that song first. And it's the beat. It's, mm-hmm. As soon as you hit a beat, and as soon as you hit the words, and as soon as you hit an inflection in that shit, like that shit getting niggas go. I can get goosebumps talking about it. For sure. For sure. That's how you know it's a one, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we're at the crib, we be like, at, at first, at first we used to be like, yeah, that's decent. Right. But now, like, we, we starting to give niggas they props. So we be like, hey, hey, man, that's one of those. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm so, sure. like, people like, man, you just need to drop it, drop it, drop it. But, like the promotion that the motherfuckers put behind the video and the promotion that I'm gonna put behind my record is just gonna be so so bad when the shit actually do drop. Y'all know the song already. Yeah. You ain't gonna be mad. You're gonna be happy that I finally dropped this shit. So you feel me? Like that type of guerrilla marketing and anticip- anticipation helps, but you feel me? It all starts with the foundation. So definitely get you a good producer. Get you a good engineer. And I like that, that you just spoke on promoting the, the song and the video because, you know, a lot of artists don't, you know what I'm saying, like how you speak when you was being a hobbyist, you just drop it on YouTube or Facebook, not knowing that you got to promote a, a, a record, promote a video, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and create a buzz for yourself before. Yeah, because, like, to keep it real, bro, between promotion and the DJs, bro, that's that's your best friend. Like, how the, how the fuck y'all think we be finding artists that we ain't never heard of? And we really don't give a fuck about the artists. You see them everywhere and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, look at fucking Ice Spice and fucking Glorilla. No bullshit. I seen Glow the, the the snippet for Glorilla shit. Mm-hmm. I seen like January. I'm like, this shit hard. Like niggas niggas ain't even know like that they wanted to actually say that they they like that shit. But I'm like, nah, this shit hard. Like this shit this shit gonna be big. I started following her 
I followed her. Oh, girl was at like 8,000 fucking followers on IG, bro. She got like 300K right now. And it's just all from that one song, that one beat. But she was already making on headway, bro. I, I was looking at her shit. She had like, um, like hundreds of thousands. You feel me? But let's just say like a like a FBG duck. Mm-hmm. Like God rest bro soul too. Because I, I feel like his time was really like right there because he averaged it don't matter what fbg duck you like song you went to yeah like that shit would average like 100k 500k two three four five videos in a million and once they started hitting the millions he wasn't going under 200 and 300k but it's just about that right promotion or or just just keeping it going because the more we we work as artists the more you're gonna have to put into this shit and that's what people like feel to realize motherfuckers is hoping and praying that this song is just gonna be a hit like like T Pain say, bro, two hundred k just to break the fall, right? Just no. to break the fall. So if you want to get this shit organic, maybe you do need to make friends with some DJs. Maybe you do need to stop worrying about you feel me having all these bottles and shit at the videos or or throwing a party and shit. Like get you somebody who good with promotion. You feel right. me? Go on the internet and find somebody who good with promotion. Motherfucking, you can do a you can do a hundred dollar consultation. Um, and end up with more information that you ever had in like a ten year span. Matter of fact, I'm gonna give y'all a good example. Um, I was um talking to this record company in um LA, and we met up in Vegas, and um, they was talking to me, and that the record that I was just telling you about, they played it for the for the dude who played Lil Saint. Shout out Malcolm, his name um Malcolm, and I was like Lil Saint. They was like, yeah, you know, Lil Saint, Lil Saint from You Got Served. I was like, oh, shit, that's dope. Like, shit, what do you want to get in the studio? Shit, I'll mix up his records because he, he sing and shit and rap mm-hmm. and sing. I'm like, shit, let me engineer this shit. I'm, I'm ready. They was like, dog, he heard your song. He wants you to perform. I said, he want me to perform? I was like, shit, let, let's go. You feel me? Let's do it. So I talked to him. You feel me? I talked to him on the phone. I'm fake getting geeked. I'm going on everybody's Instagram. I'm seeing, like, who all around and shit. And I'm like, shit, let's do it. And he hit me back in the inbox. He was like, yeah, man. Yeah, I got I got a good slot for you. Um, it's just going to be $100. I'm like, $100? Like, like, shit, I'm me at this point. You feel me? Like, I was like, shit, what the fuck I'm paying you $100 for? And you feel me? Like, when you look at it, no matter where you go, you're going to have to pay for that shit. All right. You're going to have to pay for your own camera. If you, don't, if you don't pay for your own camera and you don't want to pay your cameraman, you still going to have to pay for all the effects and shit to make the shit look like that. And you still ain't got all these years of experience. So long story short, I paid the $100. So I'm like, I'm trying to get my name straight. You feel me? This is an investment. You feel me? I don't own no dude. But you feel me? Like I say, I'm in a I'm in a TV type of thing. Bro, acting shit. Like, let, let's see what comes from it. On top of that, they gave me like a 14-minute set. I only end up doing like 10 minutes. But like, you know, at the crib, you could pay a motherfucker 50 or $100 and you only getting five minutes, your two right. songs, you getting the fuck on. We got we got 25 more other motherfuckers. The shit I paid them for, it was only like, I want to say like eight, eight artists. It was a real like showcase for like whatever artist came, you feel me? You could tell they probably made more money from the fucking dough than they did from taking money from right. me and shit. But from that, I got booked for nine other shows. I got paid for five of them. 
So like, like motherfuckers be complaining, man. I ain't, who the fuck is dude? I'm giving them a hundred dollars. It's like that might be your opportunity. You know what I'm saying? That hundred dollars broke the fog. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I my DMs is full of blue checks. Like my 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 people who called me for engineering. It, now it ain't the same people who calling me for features and shit. You know what I'm saying? So. It's like those is different avenues, and one reason why, like, I, I just want to go back into the engineering shit. Like, I, I really like I'm a nerd for music, bro. So like, I really wanted to do that, and I got tired of you feel me being on the outside. Mm-hmm. So like, that's the difference, you feel me. And when you get tired of being on the outside, you're gonna align yourself with people who can do shit for you or people who can put you in a position. Because not only did I, I did meet Malcolm, you feel me, a little saint, however. I also met like so many of your stars that you feel me, you seen growing up. Also got invited out to shows, you feel me. I was just out there in Vegas with with PGF Nook and um, Sauce Walker, seeing Kirk O'Banes. I ain't seen Kirk O'Banes in years. He's healthy, mm-hmm. he good. Um, and just that whole uh, avenue, like within the past six months, I've been outside backstage, Cool Array, backstage K Camp. You feel me? I'm interacting with these people. You know, I'm talking to their DJs. I'm talking to their role managers. And that's the difference. That's where promotion comes from. That's where investing in yourself differently comes from, you know, because you have to do things with intention. Like, do you want to spend this $100 to perform or do you want to spend this $100 to make connections? And you feel me? Like, that's the difference between, you feel me, artists and rappers. Okay. You feel me? Like, that's what a nigga was. I was a rapper. Like when I was out here just going on, on on YouTube and putting my shit out, I was a rapper. I was I loved it. I, right. First love, but like to be an artist, you feel me, and actually invest in yourself. You feel me? Get you a business. You feel me? Put put everything that you do on that business. You you gonna make money. It's money out here, bro. It's money to be made. Like if you keep nickel and diamond at these twenty five fifty dollar shows, well, like what you think they want for that? Mm-hmm. They just want that little bread, but like. The connections, the, the the promotion, the investment, like all all that shit come from doing those things in that order with intention. Okay. Yeah. And just from the shows and the working with big names and stuff like that, if you had to say, what would be the highlight of your career so far? Um, the best is yet to come. But sure. um, my my highlight, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, Joe. Like my best years in music was in the studio. Well, you know, with Trippy, what well, it would be with Trippy, you feel me? And all the time, I was actually able to spend time with Ghost before he passed. But like, real live Trippy, like I, I got a lot of insight about myself, about artists, and about you feel me, the whole business. You feel me? Like, I interned for Trippy just, just to give him his flowers, bro. Within that time, you know, he done work with Lil Dirk. You know, I, I used to be in the studio with Hypno Carlito all day. You feel me? Every day, um, I actually got a song with Ede. Mm-hmm. You feel me? That that'll never see the day of light. It ain't you know for the clout. Like I, I was there. Like we had that. Like it happened. So, like just having those interactions with real artists and real people, like it showed me the difference between the hobbyists and you know people who in this shit. It showed me the difference from being managers and shit. I've been performing this whole time. <laughs> like oh, like from from fourteen on up, I've been performing this whole time. Like that's. That's my second superpower because, like, I really like reaching people. That's why I wanted to help people. You feel me? People listen to me. And is, is performing your best part about the whole process, or what about the whole process as far as um, writing, making a beat, listening to a beat? What's your what's what's your um, favorite thing to do? Um, is it is it my favorite part? part 
would probably be um performing just because I get to connect with the people. And it's like it's it's a thing like they just they just started calling it the Remy effect, mm-hmm. and it's like it's Y'all like motherfuckers out there tips. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like man, like like you just had to be there. Like, did he just do that shit? And it's like, yeah, I just did that shit. And it, it's a high that comes from performing that you be having to, you feel me? Like, just I take it in and then close your ego. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't that, like my my actual favorite part would be like, you know, mixing the record or like. Listening to it like right after it's done, and be like, "Oh, this shit hard." Mm. Like this shit, like you know, people gonna love it, like because you just did that, and I know that's how people be feeling when they just get done cooking up some new shit. It's like, look what I did. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's pride of making shit. Okay. Yeah. And before we get into what you going on, got going on now with the TV and everything like that, I just want to ask you, what's your support system like? Is 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 your media support system supportive of you? Do you feel like? The people around you do what they could do to to share promote your music and stuff like that, or is yeah, it, you get more um, love from from people you don't know. I get a lot of love from um like both people I don't know probably just like just look at niggas like God flow because it's like my thing is I have to be impressionable because if we ain't had an internet and shit, you literally only got that that word of mouth whatever magazines we was watching. I mean reading and shit, but. Like those people, the support I get from from complete strangers, that shit just it, it brings a tear to my eyes sometimes because like them motherfuckers, like yeah, that's that dude. All right. But like the support system I get from the crib, you know, out west, all my people in Iowa, all my people in Minnesota, Ohio, all that shit, like that be love because they know me. You know what I'm saying? They they see something. You know, people only sometimes people only support when they see something. But like <clears throat> the people who be supporting and sharing my shit, you can tell that they proud of me. You know what I'm saying? So like my whole day, I don't be wanting to just fuck up my name because you know people proud of you. You know what I'm saying? They actually support you. I got people who go out their way. They call me like, "Hey, no, you got to do a record with him," or they be like, "Oh no, you got to go to his studio with him and Trippy because they gonna make sure your shit right." Or no, just Remy, just that dude. You won't know about Remy. Like those type of people are the people who like sharing my shit. So like I appreciate that type of thing because like when when I was a teenager, I was mad. Cause niggas used to see me rapping and shit, and it's just like y'all don't care. And then like niggas start getting on. <laughs> so, so when niggas start getting on, like everybody started, yeah. And I'm like, no, bro. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I knew you know. You been time. knew I did this, man. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. This shit get a little weird. It get a lot weird when you like. I, I'm gonna be honest though. It's the law of attraction is real though. When you really don't care about who's supporting you. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that shit definitely comes. But I, I do want to say to people, when you do get supporters, you got to know the difference between fans and supporters. And you actually got to, you know, put back into your supporters. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't be no egomaniac out here. Like, people really do be loving niggas in their craft and, like, what they do. Like, um, even shout out my boy Mose Doe. Um, niggas be having songs that are, like, just impactful. And, nigga, the, the Loved Ones Part 2. Uh, if anybody ever uh, listened to the Hiding Your Levels, Hiding Your Sisters, on uh, the Loved Ones Part 2, and I think I heard that in like 2020, and I'm like, man, I'm, I'm finna go harder because I'm listening to the song, and like I can vividly recall everything that happens as if I was there. Like I'm, I'm visioning it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I want to make more music that's, you feel me? If you is gonna be going out in the party, I want you to feel it. Like I want you to put yourself in my song like a fucking music video and just 
you feel me feel me all right yeah okay so before i let you go you touched on a little bit but just uh tell us about the, a little bit about what you got going on with the reality tv how long you've been in it not just the reality tv but the overall production of, of behind the film behind the camera all right so um I'm gonna just get straight into the like the reality TV type of thing because that's what actually got me on the West Coast. Uh, shout out my boy um, Kimo Gotti, um, Royal K Films, the Royal K Network. Uh, we probably linked up back in college type of thing. You feel me here in Illinois? And then um, bro was like shooting a lot of my videos, so like he was keeping me working and consistent while I was away in college and shit. And um, like he must have hit me up, like yeah, bro, we we got some opportunities out here. We wasn't like really sure exactly what was going on with it, but we just knew it was gonna happen. And um, I flew out there, and shit, shit was just different. You know what I'm saying? I just I'm with him like every day. I'm probably not even in the studio at the time, but like we shooting music videos, we we shooting photos, we you know when we get into the reality TV type of thing, you feel me? Um, we actually had to tighten up a bit because you know we got lawyers and shit, and then you know you need you got your team, and like me having a background, you know, with the audio, I also got um, a background with the cameras. Um, I shot a lot of shit that a lot of people don't know. I don't really care to put it out there, but like definitely shot a lot of your favorite shit too. And it's like um, I took that knowledge and just kind of tightened up on it. Mm-hmm. And like really tightened up on it, and that's that's what helped me, because um, even when I was in Illinois Media School, I interned for Stone Pony. Um, I was doing a lot of programs for shows, a lot of camera work. You feel me? Like even being an intern for Trippy, you know what I'm saying? Like my job ranged from any and everything, but it's like, bro, you gotta have a camera because if I don't have a camera and he on the boards, then you feel me? What the fuck am I doing? Or who else gonna do it? So like we got to get to that point in our, um, you know, elevating. So when I made it there and started like getting into production and stuff like that, I started um, learning more about producers and all that stuff. And when we started, we were on um, Now That's TV. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know everybody who came from Zeus went to Now That's TV or whatever. But um, in the midst of it, um, we were able to. Um, get Royal K Network started. And, you know, Royal K Network coming out, we, we got some brands banking new shows, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody got a baddies this and the baddies that, but I think what we're going to give y'all is, like, a real network, you feel me? You're going to have everything from your, you know, Flavor Flav type shows to your baddies type shows to your holistic vegan you know, yoga, fitness, sports, like you, like you never really know what you're gonna get out of Royal K Network. So I'm gonna just let y'all wait to a launch because we only got like two more months. But if you do follow Royal K um, Network on IG, it'll kind of give you a sneak peek of like what we actually got going on. Cause I'm technically not at liberty to talk about what's okay. going on. So. Um, you know, even, even working in the baddies house, you know, like that was a little different because you know, most of the reality TV on the baddie look, you, you know, you probably with your girl or something or mm-hmm. with, your, with your cousins or somebody and they watching it and they get a little interesting because you, you hear some arguing and fighting and you looking, but like being right there, like, I don't know, it, it, it get a little juicy and it get a little like that, you know, because you got women around and stuff like that. But then at the same time, I be like reminding myself, like, I'm not here. You know what I'm saying? If I had like a different passion for right. that. 
I, I probably would be like way more in tune, but like I've learned like some of the ideas you be having, you know what I'm saying? You just just take it, save it for yourself, you feel me? Because a lot of the ideas that, that you really be having, uh, a lot of people either don't care or they gonna swear they had the same idea. Right. I but um, I, I got a I got a comedy show that I'm I'm about to produce. I've written it. Um, I got a lot of lot of big names on there, and um, the comedy show should be you know a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? It should be like the same format how y'all see it. But check out the last laugh. Um, it, it's gonna be one of those, and that's a show that I actually you know took the time out to you know create you know write out my business plan. I even pitched it. The same as if I went to another network, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I just let them know, like, this is what's about to go on. And also with Royal K Network, too, they're offering, you know, ways to be on the network. So if let's just say you had a podcast or you had, you know, your own show with your own cameras already put together and you ain't just want to put it on YouTube and you want to make some residual money, it's a way to, you know, branch out black owned so um the owner now that's tv black too oh yeah yeah so it's like good to like have all those different you know elements because i i learned a lot from those people in that time you know like like i said quincy you know what i'm saying you 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 want to like i i keep it real this is what i do behind the scenes man you get all your money first you get all the experience you need you know what i'm saying you could be a rapper all day they last people to get paid the first people to pay somebody for sure. That's why I just heard uh, Kanye saying like he don't like when people consider him as a rapper, like all the stuff he does. Cause all the stuff he does, bro. Yeah. Like how can you just sit up here and call this man, literally call this man just a you don't even call Will Smith a rapper. Right. <laughs> Will Smith started as a rapper. Right. You don't even see rapper next to Will Smith's name. Mm-hmm. Kanye West is a billionaire. He the man was worth more money than your favorite athlete. Arthur, rapper, anybody. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, you you don't you don't sit sit next to Elon Musk name inventor. You you don't do that shit. Like no, you you let them know he got that bag. Right. You don't tell them Bezos is the owner of Amazon. No billionaire, fucking Jeff Bezos. Right. Like stop playing with dude, bro. Like call Bezos an astronaut. No, you feel me? Like how the fuck is he an astronaut? <laughs> I digress. Y'all got hey protect yeah, bro. For sure. Protect For sure. yeah. Ain't even on no like fake political BS, bro. Like, and then he from the crib. I know he do a lot of outlandish shit, but ain't nothing dude ever said or did was like actually wrong. Like he ain't go out here and put his hands on people. He don't have no weird ass sex coat. He don't he don't do none of that weird ass shit. Like he's weird. Right. He's a, he's a weird ass Gemini that's, that's talking in circles. You got to read between the lines, but like, dude, ass ain't no, he ain't no kook. <laughs> okay, what you say? You ain't gonna be no billionaire being no kook. You feel me? Like they right. said, Mark was crazy, but I'll move on. Yeah. All right, man. Before we get you up out here, let the people know what you got going on right now. What you got coming up next? All right. So like straight up, like I said, um, follow me at Remy from the Land. Uh, I'm real easy to find. Just read me from the land. I probably throw a QR code over there, something like that. Um, feisty video out right now. Blue Dream video out right now. Um, I got an EP dropping. Everybody who following me, y'all can just you know see that when it do drop. I ain't trying to talk too much about that. Um, make sure y'all do follow and subscribe to Royal K Network. Um, 
Shout out to the 290 Mo podcast. You feel me? Like, you definitely putting on for a lot of people. Appreciate you feel it. me? Um, like, it got to start somewhere, bro. And it, it, it's definitely going. So, um, Appreciate shit, other than that, like, real life, just look out. I, I plan on being somewhere where everybody going to see it in the next 18 months. So, like, if they don't know, they'll figure it out. For sure. For That's real. what I'm saying. We've been trying to set this up for a minute. I'm glad we got the... Got to connect it, man. Oh, no, nah, man. No, nah. God, bro. Yeah, Real talk. Sure. God, I, I appreciate, like, men. You feel me? We ain't got a lot of, like, straight up men, bro. Like, black men, let's do better. Yeah, got Real. to. Let's do better. And for everybody who's doing better, let's keep it up. But, uh, yeah, other than that, Remy from the land, 290 Podcast. I'm out. Let's go.